developing samadhi, this firmness or concentration of mind has a lot of benefit. If one uses samadhi at the time when one is studying all of one's subjects, then they will be determined to learn, to read and to listen in class. They will be able to study and learn their material well. And they will be smart and can do well in their studies. But there are some people who aren't as intelligent and gifted as their friends, but they put in more effort than an ordinary person would, and they're able to do well in their field. Sometimes people may ask, in this life will I be able to have samadhi? If one has effort and diligence, then one will be able to gain samadhi. If one is determined to make their hearts to have peace and inner happiness, then they must keep trying and putting forth effort. If samadhi arises, then the mind is cool. It's like planting a tree, and the tree slowly grows bigger. When practicing samadhi, it gets better like this. When samadhi arises, then our hearts will have coolness and happiness. Like if during this hot season, or the cold or rainy seasons, we have a house that is built strongly so that it can withstand the elements and the weather, then we can minimize the heat, rain and cold. Building a house in the heart, this is developing samadhi, which is the resting place of the heart. We will then have the coolness of the mind and heart arise. When the heart has coolness, then when we speak or act, it is imbued with metta towards ourselves and to others. When each person has this coolness in the heart like this, and those people who usually have distress have more coolness, then within that group, organization, family, there will be harmony. And from the coolness from the family will flow outwards to small groups until it reaches the workplace and then outwards till it encompasses that whole nation. This happens when each person has a mind established with metta, loving kindness to each other. This metta is imbued in their actions of speech, body and mind and it is metta for each other whether in front of that person or behind their backs. Then there is harmony and unity. This harmony and unity is an important strength. Today I want to share a Dhamma story from the Zen tradition with you. Once there was a temple in the north and a temple in the south, both having ten monks in each temple. The northern temple had the quality of harmony but the southern temple had the quality of arguing and quarrelling. The abbot of the southern temple rejoiced with the harmony within the northern temple and that the abbot was doing well in charge. He felt that he himself wasn't doing well at all. And so he went to the northern temple to go see what they did well. The southern abbot could see that he had a problem and he was searching for something good to bring back to help him run his monastery. When he questioned the abbot of the northern temple, the northern abbot said, There really isn't anything special. The monks here aren't that good or skilled, but they simply encourage each other, so they have harmony and unity together. 
the southern abbot, then understood that in the northern temple they had respect and were humble to each other. Even when they lived in harmony there, but they'd say that they had monks that were no good. Then he went back to his temple, and later on he went again to the northern temple. This time he heard two monks speaking to each other in the ordination hall. There was one monk who was mopping the floor. The other monk walked a bit too quickly and he had slipped and fallen over on the wet floor. The monk who had been mopping asked for forgiveness from the other monk, saying, If I had mopped the floor a bit more quicker, then the floor would be dry and you wouldn't have fallen over. The other monk who had fallen over said, It's not your fault, it was my fault. I fell over because I wasn't careful enough. So each monk said that they were wrong, that they were at fault, that because of them it had caused the monk to fall and slip. And so they settled it by concluding that it was because each of them had no mindfulness which led to this incident to happen. The southern abbot then understood, Oh, it was simply that the monks felt that they weren't any good and felt they were in the wrong. Each monk had no ego and views that they were right or good. Then they were able to have harmony together. Here, right view. In Pali, this is Samaditi, or in English, we could say it is the view that is correct. Here, each monk was examining themselves. Or for the layperson living at home with a family, then each member examines themselves. Each person considers what bad things do they have. Then they can be together and be in harmony. If each person sees only what they're good at, then there'll be problems. And when the politicians of a country think that they are right, then there are big problems that arise. Everyone just sees themselves as right. Then there's no one that is wrong. They say that the other side is wrong and that they are right. But if one looks at this in terms of Dhamma, then everything arises from causes and conditions. Because there is this, then that arises. Because we have this, then that arises. We have causes and conditions like this. And in conclusion, there is upadana or attachment in the heart. Each person has attachment, so they fault one side as being no good. But it all arises from one's own attachment. This is from where problems and conflict arise. If each individual examines oneself and reflects on these attachments, then they will understand this phenomena working within their social group, at work, at home and in the family. And at times it is to do with holding on to views. For example, the different views of the Thai monks and the Western monks. There was once a Thai monk who spent the rains retreat in a Western monastery overseas. The Thai monk went to go see the Western monk's dwelling. He was shocked by what he saw. The Western monk would sleep and put his feet underneath the photo of Venerable Ajahn Chah. But for the Western monk, when he would go to sleep, he felt happy and would smile looking at the photo. So they argued over this. The Thai monk said to the Western monk, Why do you do this? You have no respect for Ajahn Chah at all. Putting a photo of Ajahn Chah at your feet, that's not right. 
the Western monk said, if I put the photo above my head when I sleep, then I wouldn't be able to see Ajahn Chah. But if I put the photo here, then when I'm going to sleep, I see Ajahn Chah, and I feel very happy thinking of Ajahn Chah's metta and his Dhamma teachings. If we reflect on this story, then they are both right. These are the cultures of different countries. We can't attach to them. If we see ourselves as right and that the other person is wrong, then problems arise. So we have to contemplate this when we are living at home, with our family, at work, or in the wider society. If each person sees that they have something that is wrong, then we won't argue. If we have different views to each other, we don't argue and we can get along together. We have metta to each other through our body, speech and thoughts. Regarding people's views, there just aren't any people that see the same way. They may have different views, but it doesn't get to the point where we need to argue and quarrel over them. We can find the causes and results in situations. We can get along and we can practice with it. And we don't have separation and division. So harmony is important. Samadhi is making our mind still. And the mind will have inner harmony when sila, samadhi, panya, morality, concentration and wisdom come together. So train in this and put forth effort in the practice. One day we will have the house that is the resting place of our heart. May you all grow in blessings.